Hello, I'm Sarah Brennan and welcome to Leader to Leader. This is the podcast series where leaders in the third sector talk about their experience of what it's really like to be a leader today. Today, we have Catherine Roche from Place to Be back with us. Catherine is the chief exec of Place to Be, the brilliant national organisation providing mental health support in schools across the UK. Their support ranges from counselling to family support and to professional training. Catherine's coming back to talk specifically about how they rose the challenges of the pandemic and the enormous impact that COVID-19 had on children and on schools. I am really keen to ask you about this last year because um, COVID-19 has been dramatic for everybody. Uh, but for place to be, your work happens in schools and is face to face. And yet I know that you have adapted in, in the year. Can you, can you tell us a bit about that, about how it hit you, how you thought again about what you can do and how you adapted to the extraordinary circumstances? So it's been a, it's been a year of huge change. <laughs> That's probably an an understatement. (laughs) Uh, And from, we'd literally just had our board meeting. I remember we we left, so the executive stayed behind as the board meeting had closed to have a discussion around, okay, people, how are we going to do this Um, as we all headed home? We we have needed to go from an organisation that was so face to face and rooted in schools and the the relationships, relational face to face engagement with children, with schools, with parents, to move to um, absolutely embrace uh, technology and uh, to be able to work uh, virtually, blended, hybrid, however we want, we want to call it, all our new words. I think there was lots of there was lots of things. Our trustees for for quite some time, for about two you know two years before, were saying, "Come on, Catherine, you've got to get yourself up that digital curve." So we had been making steps. There was groundwork being laid when some of the thinking around our, for example, our training um, and some of the developments within the clinical work, but. Uh, there's nothing like a global pandemic to remove <laughs> barriers to change um, and to get us all moving a little bit more quickly up the digital digital curve. Uh, so I think I go back to the schools. We have followed step by step by step the kind of transitions in and out of, of lockdown periods with our schools. So as our keep, they are our partners and we work, it's our work is an absolute partnership with them. And uh, so as schools have have closed or opened for some of the children, for all of the children and back into lockdown, we followed that pattern, if you like. Mm -hmm. And we've adapted the service at each stage. Right at the beginning, we maintain contact initially with with the parents of children. So given the nature of our work, there's a lot of detailed preparation uh, and attention had to go yes, into things like consent, um, safeguarding yeah. systems, procedures. Did children, young people have a have a quiet or young people have a quiet place where they could speak with their counsellor on by the phone, you know, in those early stages? 
as similarly for parents. So lots of detailed planning needed to go into all of that, and which are between our teams and our schools, I think, together working hand in hand and the strength of the partnership. Uh, you know, we have come through it and I think have adapted the service in different ways and also made some huge strides forwards in learning. So if I take our and transform some of our products, so the obvious area is in our our training for class teachers, which is a key element of Place to Be's work and our approach in schools, helping class teachers understand about children's mental health. Um, and there we took a program that we had faced, we had been delivering face to face, had just got online, took it out to our schools, uh, made it available. And then we had three and a half thousand teachers access that in the summer term last year. That was our trial. And, you know, as an example, over two years previously, we had delivered training to around 1,200 teachers in a face-to-face environment. And, you know, we thought that that was great, really effective program. But we went from 1,200 to 3,500. And then again, working in partnership with, uh, with Hive Learning, fantastic learning partner, who pro- provide the platform and helped us uh, with with all of that? Um, we then, having done three and a half thousand teachers, seen the impact. You know, we had ninety seven percent of teachers said they would recommend it to others. Ninety percent said they were making a change in their in their practice as a result of what they learned on the program. Really high rates of engagement with teachers. We then were able to set ourselves much more ambitious targets as we had learned how to how to deliver the training online with the tutors online and all the rest. So, yes, uh, last week we hit our target of reaching uh, teachers and staff, in, which was 50,000. So since going out around the country, uh, which is huge success is for the organisation. That is seriously organization. impressive. Well done. <laughs> it really is. It's uh, we're we're so thrilled, so thrilled um, about that, and I'm so proud of the team that have, you know, that have had that ambition, that have made that happen, and have the quality of results and how much we've learned and how that's inspired and motivated lots of other, lots of, you know, more of our teams to stretch themselves, if you like. The other thing I think we learned a lot and. Again, is we will we're taking forward is in our engagement with parents because through the lockdown we really um, had much more engagement with parents because our our initial telephone calls were with the parents of the children who were in our the younger children that we were supporting. Um, so it's really put in the spotlight that aspect of our work. Um, and again, there's lots of developments which are combining the face-to-face and the online that we are now bringing into play. So it's it's been it's been really positive. There's a lot of positive things we take from from how we've responded. I mean, it, it sounds incredible, actually. Fifty thousand teachers in in the last year. I mean, uh, all I can say is well done. I mean, that is is really impressive. Um, with the parents, I know that parents can be quite difficult to engage with um, for all you know all sorts of reasons. So have you found that 
because of the way you've needed to engage with them to do any work with their child, that your relationship with parents has caused, has been better, has been greater engagement, that you're able to provide more support to them as well? Work and support and engagements with parents has for, for almost since the outset, but for many, many years has been is a key part, we recognise is a key part of of our approach and and uh, making a difference in the child's life at home is so, so important. Um, and especially for children with challenging behaviour, we know that uh, working with very much in partnership with their parents and building the, their parents' skills and understanding around boundaries, around attachment, all of that's crucial. So our teams, so we've always placed emphasis on our teams being very visible in the school. So they'll often talk about the therapist on the wet Tuesday afternoon in the rain who's hanging out at the school gates waiting for, you know, drop off, pick up. And so so they're not being stigma in in speaking with in with our uh, meeting with the place to be person in the school has always made us approachable. And I think then during the lockdown, having weekly calls with mom or dad has meant that we've been able to continue that engagement. And I hear from our school project managers in the schools, that's not something, that's something that they want to continue and do more of because we know the impact that that can have. So it's, again, that's a really positive thing. And now that schools are opening again and you're back in schools, Are any of the changes that you brought in last year, will any of those remain or will you just go back to to how it was? Well, is that is that has the norm been returned to? Uh, Well, where where we have made positive developments, uh, we're definitely not going back. So my my new words are hybrid. I think I mentioned it earlier, hybrid and blended. Um, So we definitely want to take the good things. Uh, and the the things that have advanced us, but having a having a balance of you know real people face to face, along with being able to use some of some of the the you know the things that we've like the the foundation, the online foundation. I mean that's going to be fantastic. So in terms of your service delivery, you're you're sort of going to take the best. Sounds like the best from what's what you now have. But and in terms of staff, how are they? How have you found staff have responded to everything returning and schools opening up again? Has that been something for the organisation to consider as well? Again, because I know in some organisation they've they've talked about actually there being some anxiety about coming back into busy areas again, or that uh, staff have got used to distance learning, well, not distance learning, distance working, and are wondering whether there can be more of that. So is are you bringing the hybrid into the ways of working with staff as well as how you're working with schools and children and parents? I, I think we're all working, working through that and trying to figure out what's going to work best. None of us want to lose the... The, the positive elements, um, you know, from this last period. So it's fantastic. Example, I've been able to join our team meetings around the country 
um, you know, I've been in the, Ed- the Edinburgh, the local Edinburgh team meeting, then pop across to the East Lancashire team meeting and then over to Durham, you know, all in the same day. And it's been brilliant to be able to just dip in, see all of our school project managers, have an open Q&A session with the team. We've brought, we've d- done regional town halls. We've, you know, so many different things that are so much more accessible and easy. So we wouldn't want to lose that. But at the same time, that there's nothing like that kind of human connection. Um, so we don't want to you know, completely forget, we most certainly will not completely forget, you know, to go in and and visit one of the schools in, you know, Glasgow or wherever, where you get such a feel for the different environments in the different schools. And yeah, so I think striking a balance as we come out of this. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, um, how it all settles down in the, in the longer term future, maybe. And I also wonder with your staff team, did you need to provide additional support or additional contact of different ways to support them through these changes in the last year? Definitely, yes. Um, I think like any organisation, staff wellbeing is something that has gone right up uh, the agenda and we've all been incredibly mindful of. And it is about trying to maintain the human connection especially where we've had uh, younger you know younger members of staff who might be in shared accommodation far from families it's been tougher and tough for some parent staff who are who are parents we've got lots of staff members who have uh, young young children who are juggling homeschooling i was busy trying to figure that out myself as well mm-hmm. let let's move swiftly along but uh, so we have put much more emphasis on just kind of thinking through what we have in place for staff well-being. So we already had a, an EAP helpline, but it's things like different team members did, you know, had little check-ins every morning, a quick, everybody jumped on Zoom to check in and say good morning. They've done great things like, you know, virtual lunches and just kept coming up with different ideas of different things to do to keep to keep the connection between people. And, and what about yourself? How did you how did you handle the, the massive change and and the challenges coming at you daily? Really, was there support available? Was there ways for you to to brainstorm? Were there ways for you to download, offload? Uh, well. I have to say, we have a fantastic board of trustees and an absolutely fantastic chair. Uh, And Simon has been tremendous throughout all of this period, as have all of our trustees, you know, being available uh, and either providing us space or providing us support when we needed that, you know, in the with the right, you know with the right balance of ensuring that the, everything was working well within the charity, but also that, you know, we had the kind of support and input that we needed. Uh, keeping, maintaining the balance with uh, home, home family life when you're, you know, you just life on a Zoom screen, you know, in a room in your house, along with the homeschooling. Yeah, that's challenging. Um I had to. I I always made sure I have. I was wearing my work shoes every day. That was my signal. I had my work shoes, and then in the evening, 
I changed my work shoes and then that that was my signal. That was my transition to go back downstairs. Uh, but that transition between work and home, you know, I had to find some way to make that. Yeah. I like it. I like the shoes. Um, so finally, Catherine, uh, just before we close, what what are your next steps? What are, What's next for you and for Place to Be, do you think? Mental health has, and children's mental health has come full on the agenda, I think, through this period. Uh, so that we've uh, exciting plans. We're, we're year two into a, a five-year plan, a place to be. So reaching more schools, uh, applying what we've learned through using technology, all of that. We know we can make a much greater impact uh, on the child mental health workforce and that area, that aspect of the work within Place to Be. So we've so there's plenty for us to do, if you like. And I think as we come out of this, just really engaging and being able to go and, and instead of doing a virtual visit to a school, being able to go and physically, you know, connect with some of our schools locally in their communities and here, you know, the the accents, the everything uh, in the school, uh, that that's definitely on the agenda. Catherine, absolutely delightful to talk to you today. Um, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experiences and your and your knowledge of leadership and running an organisation so successfully. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. That's it from this episode of Leader to Leader. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please rate and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Next time, I'll be talking to Shax Gosh. Shax is the Chief Executive of Claw Social Leadership. Their mission is to support and develop leadership in the social sector. So Shax is the perfect person to talk to about leading charities. I hope you join us. Until then, take care.